Welcome to the Bringing Intimacy Back show. I'm the host, Dr. April, and today we're going to be talking about rebuilding intimacy in your sexual relationship. This is really critical because as you look at all marriages and relationships, many times, about 50%, 50 to 60% end up in divorce, breaking up. And one of the most common reasons is intimacy. And so what I wanted to do on this show here is to start talking about it, talking about how to rebuild that up. And so today I have one of uh, the guests that um, has a great practice in Miami, Florida. Her name is Paula Rodriguez. Welcome. Thank you, Dr. Rodriguez, yes. for having me. Yes. And Paula has a successful practice and she's a sex therapist. Can you um, explain to our audience your journey on how you got to have this practice in Miami and you're being a sex therapist and all that? Sure. So uh, most of my career I did community psychology, but I uh, relocated to Boston and I practiced there for 10 years. And that's when I started kind of being kind of curious about this whole idea of couples work and sexuality. And it was really amazing when I started talking about sexuality. It just connects to so many different parts of yes. us and in relationships. Uh, one of my mentors, Elliot Cronenfeld, he introduced me to some of the cases, and I just pretty much fell in love with it. Yes, definitely. So in your practice and in what you do, how do you define intimacy? So intimacy, you know, the words that come to me, Dr. Brown, would be closeness, connection. Right. You know, there's that little word that I love, into me, I see. Into me, I see, yeah. definitely. Because in some yes. ways, you know, really knowing yourself and understanding yourself in an open and honest way, not judging yourself, helps you connect to somebody else. We mm -hmm. cannot give someone what we don't have. Right. So when I talk about intimacy, it's being able to have intimate conversation with just my partner, mm -hmm. uh, going to that intimate space. So I would say closeness, connection, and, you know, not only individually, but also together. Right, and I love that you, what you put that you can't give to someone what you don't have, right. and how um, the individual part of being intimate with ourselves, knowing for ourselves, because that's critical, and it's really good even as a single person to know more about yourself. So Absolutely. when you enter into the next phase... Definitely. I don't know if you realize or see that a lot where sometimes people are not aware of themselves. No, and I often, you know, sometimes what people do, they jump from relationship to relationship without giving themselves some time to just kind of ground themselves and understand what went on there and how could I do things differently moving forward. I often see that, you know, they don't give that intimate space and let me just connect to myself right. instead. And, you know, with the new virtual world, we just kind of swipe to the next person right. and we don't deal with the discomfort of what happened. How could I do it better next time? Right. And sometimes people don't realize that when you jump from one relationship to the next, your heart is affected. Absolutely. And many times um, when you break up with someone or something, the relationship ends, I don't know, for me or whatever, it's felt like a knife or something. So you have these holes in your heart. Yeah. That's such enter. a good point, Dr. Brown. Well, because I feel, I think when you talk about that emptiness, right? Yeah. Instead of us stopping and really understanding, well, wait a minute, what's going on for me? How can I fill that void? Right. How can I feel better now? You go into a little bit of a grieving stage mm -hmm. with, you know, this relationship that didn't work. What does that mean for me? What does it mean for me moving forward? So giving yourself the time and space to fill that little holes on your own, not with just the next person that comes in because your heart is still hurting. Right, definitely. Because I think when you enter into a relationship, it should have a clean heart. Right. A clean heart. It should be a heart that's whole. You don't want to um, enter a relationship with a heart that's beat up. Absolutely. Yes, and I know Absolutely. we're talking about how to rebuild 
um, intimacy into relationships, but it started at the heart level and, of course, at the mind level, definitely mm-hmm. in that aspect. So definitely um, healing, healing right. from one relationship to the next before you enter into a, another and relationship. And hurting is part of healing, right? You've got to hurt. You know, the, and the only way to get out of your pain is to go through it. There's really? no other way. Yeah, because people sometimes think that when they hurt, that, oh, maybe at pain I shouldn't have that, so maybe I should, I know this is maybe a little off topic, but maybe <laughs> but I should, drink, I should do this or do that or drugs or whatever because they don't want to feel. Exactly, exactly. But it's, well through, it's through the feeling, like you said, that heals. Yes. Yeah, which is critical. Yeah. Yeah, and especially in, in the sense of a relationship and that kind of stuff. Yeah, because... Um, I think many times we bring stuff from the past. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it shows up in the present relationship. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't um, help that relationship mm-hmm. whatsoever. So healing is a very good part of um, starting off a relationship, is being healed before you enter into another one, not just swipe, 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 swipe. Right. Yes. yes. Yeah, which is great. So in dealing with relationships, um, what do you think are some of the... How do couples lose that intimacy? Well, I think, you know, I want to normalize that this is something that happens often, right? Because what do we do in the beginning of a relationship? Predictability, stability, certainty, mm-hmm. right? We text each other and that's what makes us feel secure. But with time, you know, we were boyfriend and girlfriend and I was going to your house and you were coming to mine. And now we're talking about finances and we're talking about family and the most common topic that I hear in my sessions is we don't have any time. Mm. So sex or intimacy becomes the last thing we do after we walk the dog, after I send work emails, after we put the kids to sleep. Right. right? And then once we get there, there's just that it's just like one more thing on my short list, one extra obligation of the relationship. So I think it happens often. Some couples are more resilient than others and they can kind of start having open and honest conversations, but it's one out of five married couples and one out of six unmarried couples experience lack or some um you know problems or something along with sex and intimacy so it's important to know right right and like you said sometimes they have no time even though technically we have all this technology that's supposed to help us with time but But i don't know if it helps i don't know (laughs) you know and and that's such a good point because how much time do we spend on facebook and all these other things you know when we can kind of be using that to really you know connect with my partner Mm -hmm. and sometimes i think as we get busier and we say we have no time but we have time for all this other stuff it's making time for it absolutely Yes, 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 yes. And so what we're going to talk more about in our next segment, because we're going to take a short break, is how to make time for intimacy and different things that you can do to spark up your relationship. This is the Bringing Intimacy Back show, and we will have a short break, and we'll be back in a few minutes. Thank you. to the Bringing Intimacy Back show. Today we've been talking about how to rebuild intimacy into your relationship. And today I've been honored to have Paula Rodriguez who has a thriving practice out down in Miami. And so what we've been talking about is sometimes when you lose that intimate connection 
for many couples, maybe they've been married or been together for a few years and they've had children. And what we were talking about at the end is they feel like they have no time. So how do we go about scheduling time? Yes, yeah, so I think one of the most important things, you know, we have this, uh, society gives us these messages that sexuality should always be spontaneous and it should be natural, but listen, don't fall in the mental trap that planned intentional intimacy and sexual encounters are less valuable right. or meaningful than spontaneous right. ones, right? So I would suggest one day of the week, Start with that. You know, this is our intimacy night mm -hmm. where we get a babysitter, where, you know, we go somewhere just changing environments or scenery, something yes. that's a little bit different. I'm not talking about Fifty Shades of Grey, you know, right. I'm talking yes, about yes. Just, just changing a little something, whether it's environment. Um, so making, you know, planning that time, 80% of sexual encounters are planned or semi-planned. So mm -hmm. don't be shy and plan it. Yes, definitely. And I think when you schedule it, um, it's very important to do that, but also that gives you priority. That makes Absolutely. it seems like it's important. For And for sometimes the other partner needs to know that. Yes. That, hey, I value that, that it's important. Right, and it's intentional. And that's wrong. What I find when people start planning, then it starts happening spontaneously and naturally because now we've introduced this idea in the relationship once again. Mm -hmm. It takes the pressure off of who's going to initiate, are you going to initiate, am I going to initiate, how do we go about this? Yes. And so once that happens, it kind of grows and blooms into something more. Okay, okay. And since you just mentioned that we're about initiating, for sometimes um, that may be difficult, especially for females. Oh my God! So initiating <laughs> yes. is one of the common topics yes. that I have in my in, my in your practice. In yes, my practice. You know, I think yes. Why? Because we've taught the messages that we send men is that they're always ready. It's about mm -hmm. performance, right? Women are more. I hide or I think, you know, and I wonder, I, I know you said females, but I find that, you know, in my practice, I see both, both that's right? True. But men are more willing to initiate, but I right. think, you know, we also have to be aware of what are the gender differences? Right. It's what we've taught, what we've taught girls and what we've taught boys, yes. how it's different. And how are we initiating? Because men are like, Hey, you want to have sex? <laughs> yes. hey, you know, we'll get around. No, no it doesn't go that way. We have to get her interested in this space, remember, desire, it's about the imagination, right? Right. So um, a gesture or a look can be seductive and mm -hmm. can initiate something without being in the bedroom just right. yet. Right, or even um, throughout the day, because we're busy sending little sweet little texts throughout the day, just encouraging and empowering each other about the love that we have for Absolutely. one another. Definitely, yes, yes, yes. And in some relationships, um, maybe they have the time, but they're struggling on what do we do? Mm -hmm. You know, they're struggling. They're thinking it's um, a terminology that you use. It's vanilla. Mm -hmm. Yes. So do fantasies, toys, what are your thoughts sure. on all that so, kind so of stuff? Funny, you know, vanilla people, <laughs> hey, vanilla sex, vanilla is a good flavor, right? Yes, but yes. when people want to do something a little bit different, I always encourage people to really play with the senses, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's an erotic massage without intercourse, right. right? We forget to use that power of touch, adding a blindfold. It, mm. it, it really, just adding a blindfold, whether it's a massage or an interaction, really changes the Right, experience. because when your eyes are closed, you, and your other senses are, are heightened. Yes. Yes, yes. A visual, right? If she or he wears something that the other person likes. 
And toys, you know, I am pro toys. However, I often hear men say, oh, I got her a toy. I would encourage for you to go together. Right. You know, whoever, right? Go together and see what works. And to what we were talking about earlier, that we have to know ourselves. I need to know my roads before I can take you on my map. Mm -hmm. Right? I need to know what I like and enjoy so that I can communicate that to you. Yes, definitely. So all those things are things that are, you know, that, that would be a way to kind of spark a little bit of that intimacy once again. Yeah, definitely. And when you were saying you have to know yourself, I've seen sometimes that couples, um, the person didn't know themselves very well and they started doing these things and then um, something happens from their past, like trauma. Yes. Yes. How does, how does that interfere in the sense of the intimate relationship it, if it a trauma has so happened right. in the past well what we know about trauma right what we know about trauma is it's about the senses right a right. certain smell can be very powerful and kind of take you back to that place mm -hmm. i would encourage at that point it's important to kind of just stop ground yourself and work through the trauma first because you know, we can re-traumatize ourselves in our primary relationship. We can, yes. So it's really, really important to be aware, to listen to yourself, not continuing something that does not feel right. Right. So I think when it comes to, yeah, it's it's about the senses and just making sure that you're taking care of you. Right. And also in those situations, a partner has to be understanding and Absolutely. patient. Absolutely. And learn that I've it, seen it's... some really difficult and sad yes. cases where the person doesn't understand and you know if there's a cultural message message that women are supposed to have sex with their man no matter what right. imagine chaos and right. so i think it's really important to have someone that's understanding being able to explain what this means and how come this is presenting for me now right and there has to be a deep level of trust in order to be right. able to do that so as i'm thinking uh, what if there's an individual who's had a sexual trauma uh -huh. um previously and this um then cause them to remember it. Should they talk it over with someone privately? Should they talk it to their with their partner right away? What do you think in that well, situation? Well, I think for starters, you know, if something, if you have a, a bodily reaction, if something is happening in your body and in your mind, stop, right? Stop. And okay. in that moment, if you feel comfortable enough to share with the person, we got to give them a narrative, though. You know, there's this thing happening. I don't know how to go about it, but I need to explore it on my own. Whatever you prefer. Right. Or if the person feels like this is a trusty, this is a trustworthy relationship and I want to be able to share this with you to kind of let you into my life and mm -hmm. understand me better, then we can do it that way too. Right, definitely. But one of the most important things is not continuing to do something that doesn't feel okay for you. Right. And like you said, communicate. Because if you don't communicate, sometimes your partner think it was something he or she did. Yes. And, and, lis so. and listening. Listening. I'm sure we're going to talk about more about listening, but listening. Very yes, important. yes. Listening is critical in the sense of the communication because you it's not only about you, but listening what makes your partner feels good. Absolutely. What's it comfortable for your partner and that kind of stuff. So we are going to, this was just such a fabulous conversation, yes. yes we're going to take a short break because when we go back, we're going to come back, talk about listening, but also to give us some tools for our audience members who are wanting to rebuild intimacy in their life. This is the Bring It Intimacy Back show where intimacy is real. Welcome to the Bring It Intimacy Back show where intimacy is real. 
And so today we've been talking about rebuilding intimacy in your relationship. And today we have on our show Paula Rodriguez. She has a thriving practice down in Miami, Florida. And so as our audience members have been listening to what we've been talking about, can you provide us with some tools on how they can rebuild intimacy into their relationships? Absolutely. So one, first, finding the language to talk about it, having open and honest conversations about what we like and what we dislike. One little exercise that I do with my couples, I'll make it really simple so the people out there can actually use it. You each take an index card and you write three pleasing, intimate behaviors that you would like more of. It's kind of like a strength-based approach. Okay, yes. Right? Um, not including intercourse. Right. So something intimate. Each of you write three and then you exchange and talk about it. Okay. You know, why do you like this? Why is this interesting? And from then we can kind of have deeper conversations also, there's a lot of apps out there, you guys can do Intimacy Builder, Gauman, who uh, there are a couple that do a great couples work. Yes. They have great questions just to get to know each other more. Remember, don't think of the word intimacy so connected to sex. It is, but it's also about curiosity. Mm-hmm. Desire is about the imagination. And when we know each other for so long, we stop wondering. Don't stop wondering. Yes. Right? So this kind of starts this conversations around intimacy. Right, definitely. But also is a great resource is your website. Yes. 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 So lifediscoverypsych.com. And I also do educational videos actually on Instagram on yes. Life Discovery Psych. Um, you know, I talk a little bit about the importance. How do is my is one of the last blogs that I wrote is my romance a thing of the past. And I talk about some tips to really, you know, get that they get that connection back in the relationship. Right. And one of the things that I'm sorry that I forgot to mention earlier, but she's bilingual, so she has a lot of resources that are out there in Spanish. Hablo español. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's even on your website and stuff. So I really wanted to say that out. Thank you, Dr. Yes. And culture. I think you talked about this earlier. That yes. Unfortunately, our culture, you know, we still have a lot of stigma about going to someone and talking to someone. So, you know, understanding, feeling comfortable with someone that's that understands the cultural piece of all this of all this work yes yes so i would like to thank you so much for being on the show because today's topic about rebuilding intimacy is very very critical for couples out there couples who are struggling and i want them to know that there's resources out there you don't have to be in a lifeless marriage or a marriage where you guys don't talk don't connect one sleeping in room a one sleeping in room b and you're like oh my gosh i have what 18 more years or yes we don't and especially here at the Bringing Intimacy Back, we don't want you to have to suffer. There's a lot of resources out there. And you just need to find the resources. And that's in what we talked about in one of our earlier segments. It's really important to make sure that you find the right therapist, because a therapist is really a good way to help. But the right therapist that fits for something that you and your partner really enjoy with. Yes. Absolutely. And Dr. Brown, to your point, pain is part of life. Yes. We all experience pain, but suffering is optional when we're not talking about it, when we're fighting about it. When person A and person B, they're sleeping in different parts of the house, mm-hmm. you know, there's lack of connection. And, and for those of you who have kids, our kids are seeing that lack of connection. They know. Right. So there's a lot of value and worth of why really picking up the phone, sending an email and getting the help that you need. Yeah, one thing I say to couples, um, especially when they have children, is is this the kind of relationship you want your daughter to have? Huh, is this the kind of relationship question. you want your you know son to have? And when they really think about that, they're like, mm, maybe we need to do something 
definitely different. And, and like, that's such a great question, Dr. Rowe, because you take them out of their stuff for a little bit and yes. kind of reflect in a different way. Yes, so that's really critical, yes. Well, thank you guys so much for being on the Bringing Intimacy Back show. Thank yes, you. I welcome you guys. I welcome you back anytime. Thank you. Yes, and this has been the Bringing Intimacy Back show where intimacy is real.